Good morning. Welcome to Pesachim Ein Dalad. Pesachim page 74 as we begin a new parak called Ketzat Solen. The question is, how do we roast the carbon Pesach? We've already shechted it. Now we roast it. So the Mishnah says, how do you roast the carbon Pesach? Well, you take a spit, which is made out of pomegranate wood. You stick it into the animal's mouth, the, um, the sharp pointy part in the mouth. You stick it through the entire cavity of the animal and through going all the way through its anus in the back, and then you have it basically suspended on this, uh, on this uh, spit, and that's how, you, uh, that's how you roast it. Now, there's a debate in the Mishnah that Rabbi Yosef says that what do you do with the legs? Apparently, they would cut off the legs, the bottom part of the legs from the knee down, and also the entrails, the, the internal organs, they would have taken them out to wash them. Now, how do you roast those things? So what you do is, according to Ryosei you take those things, the legs and the internal organs, you put them back into the cavity of the animal and you roast it that way. But Ryosei objects to that because then that's similarly that's similar to, to cooking it. You're not roasting it because there's certainly liquid inside the cavity. And then what will happen, happen is that those inter, internal organs are not going to be cooked inside the animal's cavity. So rather, what he says is you take the legs and the entrails and you kind of suspend it on the spit right next to the animal's head. And he says, this is why they referred to it as a gedimikolos, as a, 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 as a, as a, um, a helmeted goat, because it actually had those parts right around the head as it was roasting over the fire. Then the Gemara, the Mishnah actually quotes a story with Rim Gamliel. Rim Gamliel had a slave, a non-Jewish slave whose name was Tavi, and he actually had Tavi, who was preparing his carbon Pesach for him, roast it over a grill. Even though the Mishnah said you're not supposed to roast it over a grill or with a metal spit, um, but he actually said that he actually did that once in the Gemara, why this is not a, a story which contradicts the actual halacha. Uh, the Gemara asks, why are you not, in fact, allowed to use a metal spit uh, or over a grate? The Gemara says, because since it's hot, what will happen is it will conduct heat from the part of the spit, which is over the fire. By the way, the way that it worked is that you would hang the animal vertical, not horizontal, as probably most people imagine. They would actually hang it vertical uh, over the fire. So the head would be closest to the fire and the legs would be up way up in the air. Um, and the, the, but the problem is the part of the metal, which is directly exposed to the fire, would get very hot. And that's not a problem. But then it would conduct the heat. It would transfer the heat to the part, which is, let's say, touching, directly touching the meat. And then what would end up happening is that the meat would then get roasted from the spit and not from the fire. And the Torah says it has to be tzliyesh, it has to be roasted uh, directly from the heat on the fire. The Gemara says, okay, fine, so you can't use metal, but why not use, let's say, palm, let's not, use palm wood or sycamore wood or many other examples. And bottom line is all the other ones have liquid and the liquid will come out. And since the liquid will come out, it will actually boil the meat instead of roasting the meat. Um, the Gemara that then goes on and says that uh, Rabbi Yishmael referred to Rabbi Yossi Aglili's method of taking the um, entrails and putting them in the cavity. He would call it tuch tuch. Now, it's a play on the words. Toch means inside because you're putting it inside. But also, apparently, that was the sound with an onomatopoeia way that when you were roasting it and the entrails were inside, they would make this toch toch sound as it was roasting up. And uh, we said that Reb Tarfin referred to the other method, Rabbi Akiva method, of putting it next to the head, of putting the entrails next to the head of the animal as a gedimakolis, which means a helmeted uh, goat. And based on this, we have a further halacha that the idea uh, that nowadays you're not allowed to roast it with a, with a gedimakolis, the, the helmeted goat, um, because it appears that we're making carbon Pesach, when nowadays there's no carbon, pe- no carbon Pesach, that's only true if you're using the whole animal. But if you would either sever a limb or even if you would leave the limb on, but you would 
cook one of the limbs, I guess have another pot there <laughs> with boiling water that you'd stick one of the limbs in as it's as it's the rest of it's roasting, it's no longer considered a gdimakulis. And then technically, according to halacha, this would be a this wouldn't be a problem. Now we actually have the makam shenaga. We have a minog of not roasting any meat, even if it's just a single piece of meat for the night of Pesach. Um, the Gemara goes on then, once it's talking about this idea of roasting meat um, whole, apparently without salting it first, to talk about the rules of salting of blood. And normally there's a problem of blood because that's because the blood's going to come out of the animal and go right back in. But when you're roasting it, it's actually not a problem um, because it's just going to go down to the ground. But the Gemara introduces the idea of so if you have molisa, which is a meat that has uh, inside its cavity, you have some uh, some 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 other pe- raw meat. We don't have to be worried about the blood absorbing because it's going to come in, but it's also going to go out at the same time. The Gemara also talks about examples where you have some sort of a breaded uh, a, 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 a breaded thing surrounding, let's say, like a goose or something like that, and then you roast it whole like that. Again, depending on the nature of the breading, we might not have to be worried about the blood because the blood's just going to go out. Um, and we finally give three examples of things which we don't have to worry about the blood. The three things, it was a debate between Avina and Vashi, but the three things are um, raw meat that might have had some sort of a blood vessel pop, um, the testicles of the animal, and the, uh, the, 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 the arteries of the neck, that if you just uh, roast them over the fire, it's not a problem. And even, even though there's a debate about um, roasting it over coals, even roasting over coals, even though one opinion says that that's a particular problem because it's going to cause the, those four types of meat to shrivel and retain the blood, we actually pass that if you do that, the blood will actually come out. All right, this concludes Daf I and Dal, page 74. See you tomorrow for 75.